When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is me, girl, and it, it, I know it's you, but your background does not look like your shitty apartment. You look like you're in like a nice space right now. This is very different for you. <laughs> well, I am in Philadelphia, where I shall DJ Ooh, this evening. Home of the cream cheese. Yes, and then I'm headed to um, Pomona to do that Club 340. Ooh. Yes, they named a club with, after uh, my with, weight. Uh, with... Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> with Wesley, Wesley Hull, right? I love Wesley. Great. He's great. He is he is great. He loves Madonna and he will often throw Madonna uh-huh. song lyrics at me. And I'm like, baby, I don't know those. I know the girl. I know the in, I know the in vogue <laughs> song lyrics. Girl, one time I said like one thing about Madonna and he almost like <laughs> threw me out of the car. I was like, it's relax, Mary. It's not that deep, bitch. But the thing is, hit me. He's he's not as old as me, but I'm closer in age than you and him. And so it's like he will often throw out stuff from like Betty Davis movies or whatever. And they're great movies, but I don't like recognize <laughs> six sixty movie lines like that. I mean, you know, unless it's a you know I mean you you You've do done you've done many lines that are um well I, I don't want to say that joke because I I know that you struggle with addiction and I don't want to you know bring back your ghosts of the past. Well, don't don't bring it back unless you got some drugs to go with it. So Monet, this, this you're just back from the UK and you're in New York. I am, I am. I was in the UK doing some stuff with the Vivian because um Bridget it's not a secret. Bridgerton season two is coming out, so they took the Vivian and I too finishing school and it was actually very fun it was very cute and had a blast in 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 the uk but i mean i just love going to the uk for fucking sausage rolls i love sausage rolls i want one in my mouth in my pussy in my ass i fucking love sausage rolls girl okay so 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 enough about your diet did you enjoy england I did. I did. It was actually really sunny when I was there. England was surprisingly really sunny. People always say how shitty the weather is in the UK, but every time I go, more times than not, it's sunny weather. So I don't I don't understand this whole 
It's so cold and it's so dreary and the sun never shines. That is literally not my experience when I'm in the UK. So, you know, go off if that is yours, but I like it. I think that the New York weather can get harsher. It does get cold in England, but not as cold as here. However, it is often damp and that can put a chill in you over there. That is often the case. Well, you put a chill in me. Well, honey, I, I tell you what. Ooh, that was a nice rhyme. I had a great time. in. Uh, for, I was there for one month. I took a week off after it all. And I saw mm-hmm. Jujube and uh, Holly Stars and Vinegar Strokes and, um, damn, Kitty Scott Claus in that play Death Drop that sometimes. Kitty, yeah, I love her. Did you? Did How was it? How was it? Uh, Kitty was great. Juju was great. Holly Stars, who wrote it, is a freak of nature. And uh, she is just totally off the wall humor. And I loved it. Everyone I went with loved it. So, I mean, it's sick. It's like, it's in a, if it's not a West End theater, it's a, it's a, yeah, it is a West End theater. So it's a big theater. And it's like, sometimes Mm -hmm. the humor is so trashy that it just tickles me pink that something is being produced on that uh that big of a stage because it, it's just it's just shit jokes and all of it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's a it's a really fun show um i got to do maybe two weeks of it before back in december 2020 i did th- myself and uh courtney act we did a week of shows before they canceled it because of the delta variant so okay yeah it, it was it's i had a great time doing it back then and i know that um willem I think was over there and the cast was getting COVID with the Latrice and Latrice is going back in it. So uh-huh, Latrice, yeah. yeah, I would love to see that uh, too. But anyway, I had fun, but we're back stateside. I do want to offer, I want to thank people who chimed in about our uh, episode, last episode about Russia and a couple people uh, fact check me and they were right. Um, one was just a, a lady on Twitter who said that, you know, I'm rolling my eyes at Ebony and Irony for the first time because you do not know anything about Eastern Europe. That is true. And I believe <laughs> that, it, that I do not. I do not know a thing. Bitch, I don't know about anything about East Brooklyn. OK, bitch. Well, I mean, they're, they're, so let me just ex- explain what went on last week. I was in a uh, hotel with not great uh, uh, reception, not great uh, internet, and now Monet is in New York. So, and we had to do it at 8 a.m. my time in England and 3 a.m. Monet's time. So, we, you know, and, and I was trying to look at the headlines, you know, with no internet. So, at any rate, we dove in, and uh, I did get a couple things wrong that I wanted to correct. Crimea. Crimea is a different area that Russia and uh, have already fought over. It is not the Donbass region. Mm-hmm. And um, the Zelensky is was not put in power um, by a coup. He by is the US. He, he he no, he was elected. So the, I got that wrong. But there was a coup a couple years earlier that did put in the one that US wanted. So I got that a little bit mixed up. And apologies for that. Right. I'm happy to admit it when I'm wrong. It happens once a decade. I yeah. know that uh, the v- listeners are going to be very excited to know that you are not only nauseous, but jet lagged, and you've got uh, <laughs> crinkling foods and medicine. So, I mean, you, uh, this is going to be one hell of a podcast. I mean, if our guest wasn't so fantastic, I would just sit and talk with you. Pizza, 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 pizza.
Our guest is not only a nightlight <laughs> visionary, a nightlight luminary. He is very handsome. And I have known him for a very long time, and he is so fucking great. He has been around nightlife. I don't know how he's been around nightlife for so long because he looks so fucking young. Um, but, you know, he's everything, and I love him so much. Please put your mother tuck in, keyboard fingers together. Put your eardrums together for the very, very lovely Frankie Sharp. Hi, Frankie. Hi. Hey. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so, thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. Monet, you have a lot of things going on. You sound kind of drunk, too. What is happening? <laughs> drunk. Oh, God. She's so <laughs> she's, fucking bitch. She's I eating. Not drunk. She's eating. She's drunk. Nauseous, she's on medication. Not, drunk, Jesus. Aluminum foil drug taking. Do you see how, <laughs> Frankie, you see how lucky I am to share this once a week? <laughs> oh, no, please. I, 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 I get it. It's it's why Mariah Carey surrounds herself with 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 her dancers. They're they're all shorter than her. It's a, it's the same it's the same kind of thing. I get it. Anyways, I'm so happy to be here. Hi guys. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, we have we have wanted to have you on the podcast for a long time, especially when you opened up. Well, in COVID, when Bunny and I started this, that's when talks and conversations about your new super fucking nightlife headquarters that you opened up that's when it started like the buzz was going around it and it was coming in and mm-hmm. you know because with the pandemic everyone everyone was talking about oh after the pandemic new york is going to go back to how it was in the 90s and they're going to have all these big clubs and they're going to be more like that and that's when your club was talking about so we, we wanted mm-hmm. to have you on the podcast for a while to talk about hush and yeah. um we're happy to have you here. How how is how how is the pen how is the pandemic Lovato treated you, and how is it treating you? How is it treating you now that we're going uh, coming up out of it? Um, well, a it's one of my favorite things to talk about because I mean it affected all of us in such a crazy way, right? Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's interesting because I was start me and my partners were looking at opening the queue for um the queue why did i say hush the queue sorry about that yeah the, it's okay the hush is uh another bar that one of my partners owns as well so i oh, get work. the confusion okay. and i know you're drunk um <laughs> yeah there's uh read her read her so, read her read her <laughs> i'm gonna drag her um so anyway so uh in all seriousness so it was like it was march 2019 we started looking for venues and this was of course way before the pandemic way before covid and it took a lot it took a long time for us to get the community board on our side the block association mm-hmm. the city the state you know etc cetera, etc cetera, all the logistics um getting the design on board um and it was march 8th 2020 finally we got an email from our landlord that said it was march 8th 2020 and it said Come and sign your new lease for your four-story nightclub, March 15th, and then March 13th, or March 12th was when the whole world fell apart. And mm-hmm. so we thought that that was over. That was it. And, you know, like I said, the world fell apart, and we started um, losing friends, and things got really scary, and I didn't know... That even if the venue was ever going to open, I didn't think nightlife would ever return. And that was a really, really intense time. But, you know, throughout the months of monitoring how it, all, it was all going, in a way, after, after I kind of relinquished as much as I could the anxiety of it all and uh, the de- depression of it all, it was actually the first time in 10 years that I had a break. And I, and first time in 10 years that I didn't have stress that was induced by, you know, 
<laughs> drag queens and DJs and, go -go and just just go go fix the whole mania of Lil it. Cam. And I was like, oh wait, I, exactly. I was like, wait, <laughs> this is really nice. And as, so when I could lean into that a little bit more, um, it became a really really special time. And I think now that because I'm so busy, I find myself weirdly romanticizing quarantine in a weird way. Mm -hmm. um, but that was it was interesting. So now that we're back in it. And, you know, this was before the, the, the number of different variants that popped up, people were going fucking haywire, where like, it was kind of scary to be in the club because people had been home for a year and a half that they just, it was as if it was as if no one's ever been out in their life before. People were right. getting wasted, breaking shit, being really crazy, being so intense, but also so much fun. Okay, so that only lasted for, and we were like, well, "Oh God, this is it. We're going to be rich." Well, well hold, and, hold on, you know, hold on lasted, one second. Let's yeah, get sure. the, let me get the timeline straight. So, March twenty twenty sure, sure, sure. is when when the world ended, and you mean that there was a lockdown yep. for all clubs, like for the first time in my life and probably yours. So, so how, when did people start to go out again with abandon? Because we have all heard, and you know, hey, club people are hopeful, yeah. um, even if they're old. You know that yeah. that that you know we've, that these reports of oh, then the Roaring Twenties are going to be back once COVID is over. Right, so, right, so, that was the thing. Yeah, yeah. What, and it, it and it certainly was for a little while. I'm trying to think of that timeline. Actually, that's a really good question because we opened June 24th. We opened Pride Weekend 2021, so almost a year ago, and I. Remember, it was probably yeah, and we kind of did that on purpose, right? Because we thought like, what a great way to like, yeah, what a great right. way to sort of like bless the space and and welcome the community in in that way. And mm -hmm. I think it will. I think the bars around us. I think a lot of people were doing like sidewalks, drink sales, and 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 to go drinks and outside performances and that kind of thing, but that wasn't something that we wanted to do because when I wanted to return to nightlife, I wanted to return with a sense of normalcy. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, to associate the cue with the trauma that we've all experienced. I wanted to kind of be the beacon of, of what we all experienced, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. But I think, so I remember they started doing outdoor drinks maybe in spring, summer, or maybe in the spring before that June. And I remember being like, I'm going to let everyone make a bunch of mistakes and then learn from them. And then we'll open our club on pride. And then when we opened our club on pride, it was just out of control. It was as if it was just out of control. It was exactly what I expected. It was, it was the roaring twenties <clears throat> and it, people just, it was as if people forgot how to party. So they just went full tilt buggy. Like they were 16 years old again or something. Well, there, I mean, there's well, an emotional I mean, aspect to this because we were cooped up. And, absolutely. And, and we were, we yeah. were going crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, you can't <clears throat> yeah. just shut off people's lifelines, whether it's their yeah, jobs yeah. or their, um, you know, friends or the ability to meet men or women or whatever you want. Yeah. You know, I, I was going to say, you know, I was obviously, I was alive for the, for the roaring twenties. I was not in, alive in the twenties, <laughs> but I will say you have always fostered because, because how I first met you was uh Westgate, right? I was like, Frankie Sharp Westgate. Mm -hmm. I, I would go to Westgate and Westgate was yeah. such a specific night in New York city. And it was just like weird, cool party all the way downtown. Um, on Clarkson Street and West mm -hmm. End. 
And it was this like really cool party where you could come and you could see Thorgy Thor doing um, um, the fucking Circle of Life at the same night that Lil' Kim was coming to perform. Like it was like, that was my introduction to Frankie Sharp. So I feel like people missed that crazy New York City energy, how you can see all these things in one space in one night. So was that what you were trying to recreate with The Q? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I always kind of consciously thought of myself, look, when I moved to New York in 2000, it was September 11th, 2009. I remember that because my one-way ticket was extremely inexpensive. So September 11th, 2009, I moved here. And I, before I moved here, I had such a crazy affinity for New York nightlife, whether it was Warhol and then Limelight and Michael Alec, or maybe just Limelight and Club Kids, um, and then Suzanne Barsh and, and, and Michael Musto and Lady Bunny and all of these people yeah. that came before me that like, quite literally created you know, this person that stands before you now. I, um, when I moved to New York, a lot of that stuff be- seemed like it was kind of missing. And I was DJing and doing events in, in San Francisco, where I'm from. And I really wanted to bring that kind of like hedonistic, um, uh, guilty pleasure fun back here because New York seemed really serious mm-hmm. at the time for whatever reason. So in that, I always consciously thought that I was going to be the bridge between sort of the serious darkness of what was happening in New York with like the kind of light um fair of nightlife if you will that i was bringing from california and then also on top of it bringing downtown and uptown together brooklyn and manhattan together and i think i did that pretty successfully by incorporating everybody everybody right whether it was you know the art world the fashion world the music industry you know the twinks in hell's kitchen you know whatever it was it was it was kind it was it was it, it was a moment in time that it seemed like everybody wanted to be around everybody because we had been weirdly yes. segre- we had been weirdly segregated just by the nature of our geographic location for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And because Westway was in this like dilapidated strip club, it was it was cool and elegant in its um in its seediness, bizarreness seediness. and and in its I seediness. Fucking, and I, I, and Westway I, was yeah. oh, so good. I know I can like go on and on about it, like in a really sort of annoyingly poetic way, but um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was bonkers. And also it was like, I think like we were still smoking inside, whether or not we were allowed to. And it was just crazy. And I will say like, I don't remember a lick of it. I don't remember any of it. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that it was successful as it was because I was the one running it when I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember much of it at all. Like it's a crazy, crazy blackout of a time. I remember but your, I, I remember your crazy ass outfits. What am I crazy? I mean like so fierce, right? Like you would have on these like, I mean, crazy fucking things with sleeves and fucking spikes coming out your fucking ears. And it was like, yeah, wild. because I was like on ecstasy or drunk, like getting dressed and going to work. So whatever I was wearing, <laughs> like felt really good when I was high at the time. <laughs> but, um, well, yeah, I think it, I think it based, I think it really reflected the chaos of what was happening in my life. And I think people really responded to that. It was really amazing. So, so what, what are the elements besides like a rundown, environment you know <laughs> like like Westgate was held in what are the what, what creates the seediness i mean i have an idea but for you hmm. what does it uh create uh, what, what creates it i think the i'm most i'm most successful uh, i'm most successful when i lean into the the guilty fun right i think when i when i remove the when i remove the seriousness of it all 
I and and I show people, look, I'm doing it too. Like I'm being like, I'm being sleazy, or I'm like swinging from the rafters, or I'm ha- I'm like making trouble. I think people are like, oh, okay, cool. He, I can do that too. And I think it. I just I just give the space for people to just like just fuck around i don't know i think that's really yeah. important because i think also being at the queue i know i'm going all over the place but i you know at the queue we're a queer owned and operated nightclub and Love. our secu- and our security reflects that and our our management staff reflects that so we're not policing everybody we're actually encouraging people to be more silly be more stupid get into more trouble i mean don't break shit but like you know have fun who cares yeah, go suck, go suck a dick in the bathroom, and if, if you get caught, apologize and promise not to do it again. But do it again in a couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, suck the yeah. security ask, guard's ask dick. For per- ask Why not? for permission, but yeah, suck that dick, but <laughs> ask for permission. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Consensuality is very sexy. Absolutely, consensuality is super sexy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Speak for yourself. I, I, I Speak for yourself. If somebody wants to grab my old ass, <laughs> let them come on and get it. I do think that controversy is a little bit of it, right? So I think yeah. was, was the last Pride, you, y'all opted to have Azalea Banks. And, you know, Azalea Banks has, has, has a, she has a very tricky history with, with the queer community. I've had fights with Azalea Banks online, and I can acknowledge how fucking brilliant yeah. and, how much of a, and how much of a musical genius I think she <clears> is. But the bitch is crazy, and she said some crazy shit about the queer community that people were like, I do not want that bitch in our, in our space. How come yeah. you guys op- opted to have her? Well, that wasn't us this time around. I forgot who tried to book Azalea this year. Oh, no, it was Bushwig. That's who it was. Bushwig wanted to have Azalea. I mean, Azalea has been a friend of mine for since Westgate. She was, Westgate, again, was another interesting time because all of these big acts wanted to, we had nothing for a budget, nothing. But all these Uh big acts really wanted to perform there because there was this, you know, it was a moment in the cultural zeitgeist that people really wanted to participate in. So that's where we met. We became really good friends since then. We both like oddly um, practice funny witchcraft. And, you know, I think we had a lot in common. And I think also we talked too much, right? So at least we had someone to talk to about <laughs> stupid shit. Um, she's brilliant. She's amazing. I think she's really, really smart. I think she's, um, you know, problematic in the sense that I think that's part of her art form. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. But, um, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't us this time around booking her. That was that was Bushwick. I don't know if I would do that again, but I'm not sure. So I, I can't really speak on that. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. it, it, it was okay. the Bushwick. Yeah, they they uh, booked her. But, but you know what? The funny thing is, we talk about permissiveness, like smoking um, inside clubs, which was illegal when um, when people at Westgate did it. I don't smoke cigarettes except to maybe like you know. After a whole tour, I'll go and bum a cigarette or whatever. Like, you know, but it is permissive. And, you know, I can, I can listen to the lip syncers yeah. or whatever who are saying, oh, yeah, now I have to, dr- I have to, I don't have to dry clean my costumes every night. My wigs aren't full of smoke. And, but at the same time, it felt, even though I didn't really smoke, I, it felt permissive. 
to do that. And today is so, mm. you know, whether it's people, you know, uh, uh, I mean, we're just, we're not very permissive. I mean, there's actually campaigns against smoking yeah. with drag queens. I don't know how we, you know, I mean, uh, you, since we mentioned. Whoa, crazy. I mean, smoke weed. At least weed doesn't smell. Well, smoke but, weed. But people don't, some people don't want the high. Weed, weed, weed smells. Some, some people. <laughs> I mean, weed does not make your clothes smell. Cigarette. Cigarettes make your cigarettes makes your shit smell sh- like shit. Weed, you like smell like weed for like maybe like an hour or two, then you're good. Well, I mean, but but the people yeah, who it's not just about maybe. the smell. I mean, people, <laughs> people want the either want the high from weed yeah. or they don't. They, they you know they're 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 having either alcohol or weed or both or or more. But yeah, it's like when when they I start. Just, to, I think it's go ahead. Go ahead. I just think it's such a complicated, I think that's why I was sort of like, I have nothing to say here because it's such a complicated, nuanced topic of, I mean, I think what we're getting at is like separating the art from the artist. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that because I think visually she's stunning. Right. I think lyrically she's brilliant. I think musically, musically and rhythmically. Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Rhythmically. (laughs) Rhythmically. She's brilliant and a genius. And it's really, Mm -hmm. and as a DJ, it's hard to not play her because <laughs> yeah. I, that her music turns up the room, right? And mm-hmm. there's a, there's also kind of for me there's also a sort of nostalgic sense of when I first moved here and when her music first came out, like when Two and Two came out, and I just moved to New York. That was my anthem, and yeah. it's really hard for me to separate that. And I don't know if that's just an old way of me thinking, but you know, as a person who came to Westgate and performed for me for for for, for really an insane friends and family discount. It's hard mm-hmm. for me to think that she doesn't support queer artists because she supported me my entire career. Oh, and yeah. listen, I still listen to her music. I yeah. can't I mean I, I can't stop because it's so fucking good. Like I can honestly I still yeah. listen to her music. I yeah. literally cannot stop. Yeah, but and it's also thing. funny because I always I always see queens who are like, oh, Azalea Banks, this and that. And I'm like, okay, but you literally just lip synced her song the other night, but whatever. Uh-huh. In a mix. <laughs> right. Well, but, yeah, but the, exactly. the, one of the issues is that people are they can be canceled for I don't remember what Azalea said, but it was deemed, you know, transphobic. And it seemed she said other stuff too that was pretty sick and pretty wild. But you know, people are who they are in their uh, in, in your personal dealings with them. I mean, if you don't, you know, not everyone's going to know Azalea like you do, which is why you have different yeah. op- opinions on it. But people yeah. are their their music, or they are who they, you know, I mean, that there are what they grew up around. It's just like I don't, I don't, I don't know everything that she said, so I'm not going to. I'm certainly not defending her. I'm not really even a fan of her music. But yeah. uh, you know, it's yeah. it's just to, it's with the permissiveness. We're not very permissive. We're always ready to wag a finger. And and I think that's, I mean, I'm, I yeah. even wag fingers or people wag fingers at me with people who I used to go out in clubs. And sometimes just th- I just think, wow, I really loved bumping into you on the dance floor. Uh, on, on Online, you're like a virtue signaling fucking nitpicker. You know, it's like you were never that person <laughs> all those years. You were like twisted drunk, you know, and now you're like such a like a, you know, I'm going to slap your wrist. It's really, you know, because whether it's the yeah. cigarettes or whether it's getting drunk or let's be real, taking drugs. I mean, that if you don't remember it, I remember taking drugs at Westway. So, um, you know, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's something that goes on that makes clubs fun. And, you know, I think, you know, New York has become very slick. And corporate, and we do need funky 
uh, spaces. I mean, that I, I think it's funny yeah. that now people will probably, everything is so slick and sterile that people will probably pay more to be in a dive. I mean, I'm not saying that Westgate, the, I'm not saying that, that the reunion is going to be yeah, in a dive. It, yeah. It's at House of Yes, which is a great yeah. venue. Um, when is that? <laughs> I mean, it kind, it kind, it kind of is. Yeah, it, it's well, it's a three dollar bill. It's oh, sorry. Tuesday, March fifteenth. Old person um, getting and, Brooklyn venues. Oh, okay. The old person and, uh, gets the Br- Brooklyn venues confused. Three dollar bill, March fifteenth. No, okay. I barely know. I barely know where I'm sitting right now. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday, March Tuesday, March fifteenth. So, so, so actually next week, um, Tuesday, March fifteenth, nine p.m. to four a.m. at three dollar bill. Um, Saucy Santana's performing. Who does that single Bitch material work. girl? Girl, I'm so excited. I'm 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 personally gonna freak out. Um, and then Willow oh Pill, God. who's like my favorite from this season of Drag Race, and I actually kind of sort of stopped watching Drag Race, except Willow Pill really took me this season. Wow. I think she's very special. Um, and then Bailey Styles, who's like the Princess of Westgate, is going to make an appearance and do a performance. And you know, all of my old hosts, all of my old dancers, some of my new hosts and new dancers from the queue. So it's kind of it's. It was wild. That started when Linda Simpson started posting uh-huh. photos from Slurp on her Instagram, and uh-huh. uh, you know, and she was another person, much like yeah. you, Bunny, who who um, fostered this idea that I could come to New York uh-huh. and do something mm-hmm. um, and nightlife and and yeah. be uh, an artist, I guess, and um, which I'm really grateful for. Thank you. Uh-huh. And uh, so when Linda started posting all these photos, <sighs> I started getting really. Like, excited because then facebook would you know facebook would say like oh this is what you're up to 10 years ago and i was like 10 years ago how is that possible so then i started posting the old photos from westgate and then everyone started responding and and talked and had their own funny stories about the space and the party and then i was like 10 years i'm like why don't i just do a 10-year reunion so i just decided to and it was a nice way for me to marry you know the old and the new which i didn't realize i could ever do in my own in my own uh, career and existence. So I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's coming up March 15th at uh, $3 yeah. bill, not House of Yes. Um, old lady bunny is getting her Correct. Brooklyn hipster venues. <laughs> Confused. And that's just going to be a, a big dance <laughs> party okay. with Saucy Santana and with um, Willow Pill, who does, a, I mean, nobody mm-hmm. commits suicide in a bathtub like her, except maybe Whitney Houston. Um, but uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, that you love trying to get canceled. That's a thing. Ah, well, like, you know, I mean, listen. As Monet said, if you stay canceled, you you, you, you never can't get canceled. Anyway, um, the, uh, the yeah. Westgate. I, I actually know that Saucy Santana song, so that is a big hit. That's the, what. Where is Saucy do Santana really? from? I'm I excited. do. Yeah, it's got millions of views. I watched it. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Even I. Okay. Okay. Well, well, Frankie, that's my that was my question to you. How do you go about mm. curating these artists? Because I will say you're someone you bring oh. you do bring such a diverse and eclectic array of artists all the time. Like, how do you go? Like, how do you how do you get that? Uh, I'm just really relentless, and I'll just bug them <laughs> until they answer. And I'll, I'll honestly like like with Lil Kim, I just like DM'd her and DM'd her and DM'd her and DM'd her until like she couldn't take it anymore and was like, "Fine, I'll answer you." Word. Um. You know, and then we like became friends, and then we you know kept booking her or whatever. Um, I I think it kind of goes back to being able to put together a roster of people that feel. I mean, like Willow Pill and Saucy Santana are complete Love. opposites, 
but at the same time are like kind of the same to me oh, absolutely. because, yeah, it's because really they cool. participate they participate in the same sort of vortex of absurdity and glamour mm-hmm. at the same time so mm-hmm. i so i love that right and i think i think people really respond to the juxtaposition of the performers that i always have and again mm-hmm. it's always bringing it's always bringing kind of opposing forces and talent in the same room and i think that friction people get really attracted to mm-hmm. um but yeah like i said i just tried i think with saucy santana I just DM'd their manager had a had a contact and I just kept emailing their manager until they were like, fine, we'll do it. I think I think they just they, they're 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 opening for Lotto, who I'm like, who I'm uh, so obsessed with. Um, and BD so I think energy. they're curl. And I so their 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 booking rate just like tripled or quadrupled like right after I booked them. So I'm so happy Word. about that. Word. And, and, yeah. and what is Lil Kim like? What is she she seems sweet to me. Um, she's very, very sweet. She's very sweet. I mean, I wouldn't call her a friend friend. Like, I don't call her up her texture. But every time she's around, you know, we'll, like, hang out and have a drink, you know, when she's at the event. But for the most part, she's surrounded by so many people that I couldn't even tell you what she's really like. Okay. Gag. You know, she, she's very, very much protected by her giant entourage of people. And, what and is she's little? Tell me, she's tiny. What is what is uh, Lady Bunny like? And wh- like, like, how <laughs> is she? Because I, I mean, I do like a podcast on her, but I never like met her in real life. Like, like, what, like, what is Lady Bunny like? Um, she's she's very loud. Uh-huh. Um, actually, I would I, I would see, see I would see I would see Bunny because Bunny, I used to live right close to you in the West Village, and I would go to Starbucks a couple of times mm-hmm. over there. And, and she would be outside begging were... for change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she would. But she would be ordering her. She would ordering her coffee, and then I would want it. I would want to say hi, and then she would just like run away. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not saying hi to Bunny today. Well, and I'm like, oh, I, 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 <laughs> I have a really good excuse <laughs> for a... that because I don't. I, yeah, I, many, yeah, yeah. Many years ago, I, um, yeah. I was passing this friend of mine. I thought we were friends. He knew me in drag. He knew me out of drag. <laughs> We'd been in clubs. We'd been at yeah, private yeah. events, whatever, for years. Yeah. And so I walked past him and said, hi, George. And he looked at me and he was talking to this really gorgeous guy and he looked at me. Oh, shit. Decline. Oh, <laughs> there, there goes George right now. Do you want to add and say hi? I know. Um, George is like, what the fuck? He, he, <laughs> uh, and, and so so I said, hi, George. And he looked at me like I was trying to uh talk to his um piece that he was trying to pick up and his like man. giving me shade and i was just like okay honey you tried to be nice you tried to come Weird. out of your shell and that gives you the excuse to be a bitch let him say you're a bitch you're not going to go through that again where somebody's trying to because first of all i didn't want george or the man so Aww. that was like i said you you go ahead and let him Ooh, say you're not, a bitch not this west not this west village drama that is west village <laughs> right drama. I can't. What, tell me what kim petrus is like Oh, so sweet, so nice, so kind, like cute party girl. Not much to say. I I know we're in like a superficial kind of way, like just again through events, through friends, mm. that kind of thing. But perfectly lovely. Okay. Is and, there is there anyone that you are dying to have that you have not had yet? Doja Cat. Doja. And Doja Doja Cat and Rosalia. Those Ooh, are Rosalia. Two people that I really, I really really want. Yeah, I know. I'm, and I'm, and I'm sad because you know, again, like I, 
I, I, I'm such a music freak and I've loved both of them for years and years and years. Mm. And I kept trying to get them and, and kind of the best time I've been really lucky about getting people at the right time, kind of like Saucy mm-hmm. Tantana too, where like right before they super blow up where I can frankly afford them. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, there's just no way, right? Like Rosalia and Doja Cat, they're like, I mean, I would probably guess like 300, 400, $500,000 to get. It's just, there's no way unless Gag. I'm booking a festival. Uh-huh. I know, which probably now people have ideas about who to book but um yeah i'd love i'd 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 love i'd love to book them but it's also you know aside i I got excited by west westgate reunion to book saucy to book willow but i haven't really we don't really book like that at the queue at the queue where we kind of are more music driven we're about the djs the environment the vibe and i think that makes people come back to like, anchors people there and then allows people to want to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't think we, we really, really needed to do that there. Right. So that's been kind of really nice okay. to not have to super stress out about these huge bookings. And uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Aviance is a DJ there, friend of a podcast. Oh yes. Yeah. Kevin DJs with me Thursdays. We have this bonkers party called cruisers that I put together Ooh, cruisers, cruisers with cruisers with a Q and it's a, uh, so we, t- <laughs> we take over all three floors the first floor. Oh, there are three is, uh, floors at the club. Oh, bitch! You need to come. What's I mean, going I on? Know, oh, you're I, in New York I, now. I, I have. I'll text, I have, you, I'll text been... you offline. We'll figure it out. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll give you the grand. I'll give you the grand tour. But yeah, wow. cruisers on Thursdays is probably our most popular night. Um, and you know when when it's when it's a non weekend night, you know the hardcore people are going to be out, right? Mm-hmm. So me and Kevin Aviance DJ on the first floor. Mitch Farina, who you all know, DJ's on the second floor, and that's where the Go Go Boys are. There's a secret room to go to if so chose, and then the top floor is a, a secret big, room to go like, where disco dance floor with to, Luis Fernando wait, and a secret room to go where. Um, there, there's a secret room on the second floor. They do like they do like a book club there in the back. So everyone weekly <laughs> gets together. A book club. <laughs> a book club. Okay, wait. Girl, you had me a disco floor. Okay, so when I come, I, yeah. I, I want to request that they play the Kylie Minogue disco album uh, from front to back, and then follow it up with the Jesse Ware Spotlight album from um, disco shit from from front to back. You got it, but also you probably should just you should be a DJ Monet. Those are both two really good, really good cuts. Oh, I I literally me and Kim she started taking um, DJ class together because I really want to DJ. Ooh, and again, when I, I love DJ, that. I don't want to be one of them raggedy bitches that just takes an iPad and presses play. No, I want to actually mix yeah. my fucking music and like DJ for real, for real. Oh, I love that for you. That's a really good moment. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say one thing because I, 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 I made, I made the one note that I made today, and I just didn't want to forget. Was I'm um, sort of off topic, but it, it, it goes back to the to the pandemic. But Monet, I, um, you know, during during the pandemic when all we had was kind of ourselves or whoever that we were with at the time, and at the time uh-huh. it was my partner and and our best friend, and you know when there was no more nightlife, every single day or every single week, I would watch Monet ex- or the Exchange Rate, oh my and God. that was my and that was my way of still kind of uh, communicating. Or still kind of having an attachment to nightlife and the vibrancy of yeah, it, it was like sort of startling to me that I was like, wow, people are still putting on makeup and putting on a wig and getting ready to do things, and that was really really nice. That was really nice for me. And it's funny, like if I was like working out, or if I was cooking dinner, or anything, like the exchange rate was always on, and that was really thank that you, was babe. really nice. So thank so thank you for that. That was like I said, thank I you keep for watching. Romance. 
Well, I keep romanticizing the pandemic because it's like I miss quiet time, and that was part of it. And that was really nice. I mean, so anyway, what, sorry that was my that was my that was my fanboy moment. Well, so <laughs> no, are, thank you. I love that. I love that. That Monet, Monet moved on to bigger and better things like Ebony and Irony. Um, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. The um, oh well, I that guess was, was, I guess was sibling rival watchery or whatever the fuck that shit is. But um, so honey, you you worked with Charlie XCX, Kim Petras, Azalea Banks, RuPaul, <laughs> and Lil Kim. You're not going to give us any dirt who can you talk some shit about that was a horrible mess but that's what we want this is a podcast oh yeah oh, it was a cunt god. what drag queen is a mess you hate um, them oh god i get come on and what we... drag queen was a mess oh oh charlie hides wasn't very fun i didn't love working with her oh really um, she but yeah, she has that some was fucking kind of... nerve She's got some nerve and she was pretty aggressive and a little delusional. Um, Interesting. Who else? Uh, Wait, when did you uh, work with Rue? <laughs> uh, we, I DJed the the first two RuPaul conventions. I DJed the main stage. Oh. And right. she, so I DJed through all the performances and then her, and then she had a perform. She, she didn't have a performance. She like got up on stage. Um <laughs> Yeah, she didn't have a performance. Trust me, she didn't have a performance. No, (laughs) but she was perfectly lovely. She was very, she was very present. We don't want to hear that. We want the 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 gossip. (laughs) We want to hear. You're a monster. We want to hear who you avoided. Like I don't really. Again, I I really don't remember much about about West. There was, I mean, there's a couple of people that I feel like. I mean, again, like one of my favorite things about what I do is I really get to know these artists, and for the most part, they're they're really lovely. What I realized is kind of the most the more successful people are, the nicer they are. This is what mm-hmm. I've experienced, and sort of like the kind of lesser successful they are, the sort of meaner they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. But uh, it be it be it be them it be them fucking housewives of Atlanta or housewives of Potomac, kind of, or housewives yeah, of New York City yeah. bitches that have been on one season and be like, I need eight yellow grapefruits, peeled yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah, like they be those bitches. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of a lot of um, yeah, a lot of local queens, especially would be like, I need to be in the VIP section, and I I kind of historically don't have a vip section i think it's sort of trite and bizarre i mean it's in new york like we're all vip right so you know when they request like a red roped off section i'm just sort of like why that's so bizarre Uh, and and you know what no sometimes they try to put me (laughs) sometimes they put me in a vip like when i went to what's that where i try to put you then they went put me in a vip in twist in miami beach and i was like Wait a minute! All the gods are out there, and you want me to sit in this fucking with a bunch of drag queens with a rope around me? Go to hell! <laughs> I hate VIP shit. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, I hate VIP too. It makes no sense. I feel like it's so boring. I want to be like in the mix of everything, or I either want to be in the mix of everything, or just keep me at home. I don't need Bunny. To be, Bunny just wants someone to VIP on her. Frankie, we have a story, and if you don't no, remember sure anything works. from yes. West Gay, um, we have a story that I yeah. love to tell. When oh, I went story. to DJ at West Gay, story. you um, told me, uh, I got there, and it was okay. right around the time that Rihanna's song, I Found Love in a Hopeless Place, uh, was we a big love. hit. You'll beat okay. that one. So every every DJ played that at least two times a night because it just got the crowd going. And so I got there and I said, so what do you yeah. want me to play? I know I said, and let, let me, he said, you play, you said, play anything you want. And I said, okay. So 
In, in yeah. other words, how many times tonight do you want me to play Rihanna, We Found Love in a Hopeless Place? And you said, you don't have to play it at all if you don't want to. And so then halfway through the night, uh, and I may have been enjoying some substances as well, uh, you came and said, oh my God. Michael okay. Stipe. <laughs> you said, Michael Stipe is here, from rock musician, very famous uh, queer rock musician from R.E.M. Yeah. Uh, is here, and he wants to hear yeah. We Found Love in a ho- Hopeless Place. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. Mr. Oh Alternative God, Indie Rock <laughs> wants to hear. That. So, so I just laughed at, in your face and thought that you were oh uh, y- you were kidding. And so then you came back up in a few minutes, like saying, oh, no, um, that's Michael Stott. I said, what? I thought you were kidding. Then you pointed to him and he was like in a in a in a fuddle walking in and out of the room and lo- looking up at the DJ booth and squinting, waiting for me to play his fucking song. And I was oh like, "Oh my god, that's so!" I super don't remember that, but I love this story. Yeah, I was like, "That that, that, that actually it? kind of that that actually reminds me of when Perinza Perinza Schuler. I always forget how to say their name, but um, they brought everyone was like, "Oh, Kirsten Dunst is here. Kirsten Dunst is here." And I'm like, "Okay," I'm like, "Oh, the girl from Interview the Vampire. I love that movie." And so <laughs> she's. So she came up on stage and she was wasted, which is cool. I mean, we're all wasted, obviously. Clearly, I was. And she was like, she's like, can you play Robin? And literally, Robin was playing. I'm like, oh, Robin's playing right now. It's like, it's Fembot or whatever. And she's like, no, play Robin. I'm like, no, Robin's Robin's playing. And she's like, fucking play Robin. And kind of got like a little irate about it. And I was like, Robin is playing. And I was like, wow, Kristen Dunst is really intense. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, that you, you wait, do wait, deserve- Bunny, did you, did you, did you play the song for the guy? Did you play? Yeah. It? So did I, you play the song for Michael Stipe? I think I did, but I don't remember because we, we kind of went in a different <laughs> underground direction. Listen, there's not a lot of DJs on the gay scene that, that, that like uh, um, underground music because we're a very top 40 um, crowd these days, the gays, you know, at times. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's changed. Now, I want to ask you about looking on your Instagram. I saw some um, some uh, go-go dancers with skimpy clothes and large protruding or what looked like uh, protruding penises. How do you get away with that? Because they they knock people <laughs> off of. of they, and if I put one thing like a news photo of a guy that won in a running uh, challenge in the Olympics, they like they, I, they, they take me I off. Don't know. I don't. Well, Bunny, you know. also have a I... history of drugging go-go boys with quaaludes, so you, know, you understand why they're nervous about you keeping it on. That was long before the internet. I mean, that's not true. Uh, the um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I get kicked off all the time. I get shot. I, I think I'm still currently shadow banned, which means my followship doesn't even see most of what I post for whatever reason i think my hashtags are blocked it's pretty crazy and and yeah it's well and then again there's there's not much and i'm actually pretty selective about the the pictures of of the go-go boys because if they are too revealing i'll just get knocked off again so i can't show too much i try not to advertise i mean they're it's i don't know i don't get it because then i see you know no sade but like i see you know women with their breasts out or you know or basically any other straight content versus homosexual content or queer content is always 
is it, there's a huge vast difference of how we're both being treated it's really 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 crazy stanley seller who like albeit does have pretty you know a really great photographer friend of mine i'm sure you know stanley seller he does black and white photography documented the peers for years and um you know it, it would literally be like a boy with like this the the strap of his jock strap showing over underneath his shorts and it would just be taken down Mm. And and then his account would be deleted, which I think happened recently, which I don't get. And then you can show like a whole naked woman and nothing happens. I see that sometimes. I do see that. I, I, I see what you're saying sometimes. But sometimes Patty, everyone, Patty, legal, legal. Yeah, yeah, Patty yeah. Cash, Patty yeah, yeah. will literally have an artwork of literally someone drawing his dick on his Instagram. And he's posted and then they'll delete. He's yeah. like, Instagram, like, what gives? Like, you can't like censor my queer art. I was like, Patty, your fucking animated dick was showing on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. You know what also, I mean? Can, but... I just, can I talk about how much I love I, how much I love Patty's current Pokemon evolution right now of what's, of what's going on with Miss Legal Minor? Yeah, I'm obs- I'm obsessed with this chapter. <laughs> he looks very hot, my little Patty. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to ask you another thing Bunny, about do you the, know Patty? The I do. Yes. Um, not well, but he's your friend, so yeah. I know he's suspect. Um, yeah. So. The, uh, yeah, there, there have been different trends with go-go dancers, and I think like their zenith uh-huh. uh, was at the Roxy, where people would come from all over the world and pack this huge club, and um, mm-hmm. the, the, the dancers were like, oh my god, the face, the dick, the body, I don't even yeah. believe what I'm seeing. Yeah. And so then after that, I don't know why this happened, but it it happened when I was DJing at a tea dance at Splash, but all of the dancers became twinks with hair gel who were very young and twirled around Mm -hmm. on uh, go-go poles. And hey, there's room for... Mm -hmm. There's room for every kind of dancer, but it was such a... It was so Mm -hmm. odd to me because it was like, is the crowd, like, older I mean, is that why they want these twigs? Because mm. it, it went from like muscular he-men to like you know mm-hmm. sissified twinks. You know, I mean, I'm thinking against sissies. I am one, but it was like I, I, mean, I don't usually I like to see someone who is yeah. like lip syncing to a, a a woman's song. You know, with like you know, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I like to. I, for my taste, I like the manly ones. I guess there's yeah. some people that like yeah. chicken or, you know, whatever. Um, but it seemed like there was a, a drastic yeah. shift. And until I saw your Instagram page, I haven't seen those Vinny Vegas um, around that much. Yeah. Weirdly, I, I think it's kind of an interesting question. I think a lot... Uh, I think about that all the time, actually. Because when we started doing Westgate, right, we... I, Again, I wanted to have the spectrum of different body types, the spectrum of di- different gender identities. And, you know, I, from a muscle man to like, you know, someone that looks like a panther to like, you know, a club kid, like all of those, all of those personalities and, and, and bodies are really important to me. But I think kind of like, you know, from like 80s bodybuilding to like 90s porn star to like early arts kind of club kids, I'm like, there is a, there is a weird other cultural zeitgeist to body types in and go-going. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of that has to come with cancel culture again. I think a lot of it has to come with, you know, if if there was one picture of a muscular dude on my Instagram that was go-going at my party and they didn't show any of the other dancers whether they were, you know, transgender 
or, you know, whether they were a drag queen or whether they were high femme or, you know, whatever, whatever the rest of the spectrum was of my dancers. If I didn't show that and only represented one muscular dancer, I would get red on Instagram. Like I was, you know, mask worshiping or whatever. And so I found a lot of the other promoters and producers and people who book dancers found the need to start booking other dancers not not in the way that i did because i just like other body types but in the way that they felt like they needed to to um satisfy yeah to satisfy this like we this need to be inclusive which i think there is a need to be inclusive but in a way that i think that they felt that they were kind of bullied into if that makes sense well, there's a need to be well, inclusive you know, I think, but there's, I, think, there's... I, think that art, I think that art starts art starts to Art starts to mirror the times, right? I think that now, totally, I think that now we, have, totally. we have opened ourselves up to what different body types can look like that are sexy. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think I had, when in my, when I, from the times I used to sneak into fucking Escalita, which they probably were that I didn't know, and they weren't like, you know, <laughs> yeah. soon as we were 12, 13, when I started working in clubs, 21, 22, whatever, I never, I never knew that trans men used to go-go dance. And now I go to <clears> clubs <throat> in whatever city, and I'm like, and, and there are yeah. trans men who are go-go dancing. So I think yeah. it just starts to mimic what the culture is and what is, and yeah. I mean, I, I, I do feel like sometimes there, there may be a little virtue signaling in there to be like, oh, look what, look, mm-hmm. look what we have. Like, we, we're really inclusive. Come to our club. Because that club yeah. is, I think there is that. I think there is a little bit of that, but I think the time just starts to mimic what, you know, what society is like, get it together. I think you said, I think you said that totally, totally on point. I think that's exactly right. And it's interesting. What's also kind of cool is that being, being in, in, being in quarantine for a year and a half and then coming back. And then in a, in a way there was a, there was a whole year and a half of time that passed by that a new group of kids moved to New York. And so I saw this new generation of people and the way that they wanted to present themselves and their identity, Mm -hmm. both aesthetically and sartorially, but also, um, you know, and gender expression or whatever. It was, Mm -hmm. it was really cool because I had these like huge muscle boys wearing like mini skirts and sports bra, but sports bras, but like as their everyday look. And I was like, Oh, work, this is interesting. I love where this is going. Right. And, um, my boyfriend who's so funny, he like doesn't really he's not really up to date with like pop culture and stuff. And he always makes fun of me when I'm watching Euphoria, which I love. And he was like, love. he was like, kids don't drink. He's like, kid and he barely comes to the queue. He's like, you know, pretty busy and like sort of out, out of the nightlife scene right now. And um he's like, do, he's like, do people even dress like that? I'm like, yes, my entire Rich. staff at the queue, everyone dresses like that. <laughs> everyone has like jewels on their head and fucking fringe and things falling off their bodies and everyone's a slut who does too much like that's what the look is right now yeah Mm. for sure for sure yeah i want want people to bring back like 90s and 80s go ahead sorry well no no i I just thought it was odd that it went from like one type within a few years to like another type and it wasn't inclusive (laughs) you know and call me old-fashioned but (laughs) I like the old fashioned kind. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and jack off and tip a fucking, you know, I mean, somebody that doesn't turn me on. Yeah. I mean, but I think the thing is, I think, I think the thing is that some people do, right. I think for me, uh, and I think a a lot of people, I, I think it goes back to those, I think dancers who, I think those twink dancers, honestly, if I could just be brass tacks about it, feel comfortable doing that now, right? Because more and more spaces uh-huh. are, you know, especially like the Q, do foster that idea of come be yourself, have fun, and it is mm-hmm. a safe space. And as trite as that word is safe space, that's really what I tried to build for for everybody, everybody, right? 
And I think, yeah. I think they, I think everyone is starting to, I think everyone's starting to feel a little more understood. And I think again, post pandemic, everyone's giving a little bit less of a fuck too. They're like, this I is who love- I am. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. I would love '80s, like like '80s and '90s workout wear to become trendy again. I want people to be in full on jazzercise, fucking Lisa. Monet, Turtle. you need to come to the queue, bitch. That's how people dress. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. I mean, like, these I mean, kids like, to are the gym. so out of control. To the gym. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Right. Yep. Well, I, I, I want to be clear. Uh, Bunny, I, a I, gym is a place that people go to work out. Oh, they have. I go to the gym. They have great, <laughs> great food at my gym. Wonderful food at my gym. <laughs> so uh, we, we've been talking about two different things with Frankie Sharp, promoter extraordinaire, who has been on the cover of the Village Voice and who is nicknamed the Fixer because he knows the right entertainment to bring in about two ventures. One is a one-off ten year anniversary of his very popular and seedy and wild and amazing party West Gay. And that is at the $3 bill, March 15th. What night of the week is that? It's Tuesday, March 15th, and you can get tickets at westgayx.eventbrite.com. And that is with Saucy Santana and Willow (laughs) Pill. Is this Willow's first New York City appearance? I believe it is because I think I put that in her contract. So yes. Okay. Were yes, <laughs> I, I, be, I believe it is. I believe it is because I think I put that in her contract. <laughs> now, now, uh, now we get a glimpse of the behind the scenes. And also, I mean, you did this incredible thing. I'm I'm the one who's always saying, "Oh, there's no big clubs in in New York," and you actually opened one during COVID. And it worked. And I have not been either. So um, Monet and I are going to have to press our ass through there uh, at some point soon. I would love to hear Kevin DJ because he does wonderful sets on Instagram. You are also uh, a friend Mm -hmm. of of the late, great drag sensation Mm -hmm. of New York City, Mona Foote, who kind of crystallized the, the New York City East Village um, and beyond drag scene, but you two mm-hmm. were were friends, and um, Mona was actually Nesham mm-hmm. was actually one of the the first people who a lot of us knew who passed away due to COVID. How did you two meet? Because yeah. I know you were good friends. Um, yeah, I, it's hard for me to not get choked up about uh, when Nesham's name is brought up. We were very close. I uh, I met Nesham. They came to my party at Bedlam. This was like a decade ago. It was my very first party. And he wanted me to DJ at the cock. And then I said, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, an, it's infamous. So I DJed at the cock and we became very close because I was doing two weeklies there. And so I see him work with him all the time. And then Mona, he told me Mona wants to make a return. And Mona w- would like to make a return performing at your birthday. <laughs> And I said, okay, you can perform on my birthday. And then Mona performed my birthday, did her Wonder Woman act, killed it, was amazing, was brilliant. And, um, you know, we were neighbors and we just became really, really close between, you know, now and, or between then and and when Nisham passed away. What I think a lot of people don't know is right before Nisham uh, you know, months before Nisham passed away, he was parlaying his 
creative work into TV production. And Nisham started working on TV production for a reality docu-series on me and building the queue and my staff at the queue. And that's how we became really, really close. And then, you know, back to the timeline of the lease signing in March of 2020, that's, uh, that was around the time that I, 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 I went out to Laban to see Kevin DJ. It was, it was Sunday, like March 6th or something like that. I don't really remember. And then something told me to go say hi to Nisham at the cock that night. And I went to see Kevin. Then I went to go to the cock to say hi to Nisham. And I didn't stay very long. And I knew there was still there was rumblings about COVID at this point in time. So I didn't want to be too crazy and stay out too late. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember like saying hi to Nisham and then saying bye to Nisham. And then remember and then thinking that was a really special moment and a, a tender moment that we had. And then six days later I got a phone call from a mutual friend that said he had passed away. Yeah, I mean it was it was so sad. That was really Mona was very Mona Foot, aka Nisham, was very dear uh, to many of us. And it's um, you know at that time, and I'm sorry to say that it's still this way. Um, the treatment for COVID is go home, and that's what Nisham did. And yeah. you know they said don't come to the emergency room yeah. unless you're really exhibiting. You know, and, and it's it's like two and a half years into this. I really wish they would. You know, there are some drugs that they're working with, Paxlovid. I don't know the names of them, but you know, there's like a monoclonal colloidal antibody treatment, um, but that's too expensive, and it didn't w- work on the the newer variants or something like that. So it's like we're still yeah. there is no treatment. I mean, they're still telling us to take aspirin and drink water, you know, when you get COVID, I mean, there's no, like it's, it's like get the vaccine. So you hopefully don't get a bad case. But other than that, it's like, there's, there's not even a pill. Yeah. And I think for Nisham, I think it was sort of the perfect storm at the, at that moment in time where we didn't, we didn't know anything about anything. Right. And he, from what I know, had flu symptoms, but they were really bad. And like I said, went to the doctor and the doctor was like, we can't really do much for you. And at that point in time, people were flooding into the hospital who like quite literally could not breathe. And so that took precedent over flu symptoms. And so anyways, well, it sounds Mona, like a sort of downer of a topic. No, I know, but, well, but we need to, yeah. we need to remember her. There needs to be a space for, you know, Mona yeah. online, you know, so that people can hear about of it. And the, the sad thing and the shocking thing is that we didn't know much about COVID and, and, and Mona was peak physical fitness. I mean, she was yeah. in her forties, but she was yeah. muscular but, and but went to the gym every day. House. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, so, so it was a real, yeah. it was a real shocker. Um, yeah. but anyway, I'm glad that I hope that we are on the way out of this and I wish you much, much success. Um, it, it really took balls Thank to open like a yes, big club, you know, New York city needs more of that. And, you know, I wish you all the success of the world. And, um, if you, and listen, New Yorkers sometimes hit me up saying, Oh, what do I do if I'm in New York? Definitely go to the queue in hell's kitchen. It's the more Q, of a, darling. Yes. It's more of a club experience than, you know, your average bar with martinis and maybe there's a drag queen. Yeah. Hops up. Not disparaging those, yeah. but I like well, a pig club. I will, I will say, if, 
I will say, so the the queue is the queue is interesting, right? Because it is my love letter to New York in the sense that there's three floors, and the first floor is a cabaret, jazz club, drag um, drag cabaret, and the second floor is the cruising lounge, and the third floor is a dance floor. So it's, you'll you'll find that seven days a week. So there is something for everyone, which is my whole kind of point of creating this multi mm-hmm. this nightlife complex, if you will. So yeah, send but, them my way. There's something for everyone. Well, I hate everything. We'll what is and there listen, for me? You have what is there for me? I'm, making... I'm... <laughs> I hate everyone who's ever lived. What have you I got for me? I told you. I told you. I told you. There's a book. There's a book. I told you there's a book club food. in the back. Is there food there? Should you go for the food? There's a taqueria next door. Okay, the taqueria next door, buddy. Okay. That's perfect for okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Frankie, in. listen. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. You have been an amazing fucking guest. And again, congrats to oh, you. And you the queue will be around for decades to come, Zorling. Give, us, the, give so. us a ticket link Thank for Westgate. So give us a ticket link for Westgate again. The ticket link for Westgate is westgatex.eventbrite.com. And that's Works. this Tuesday, March Perfect. 15th at, yeah. in Brooklyn at uh, $3 Bill. $3 is Bill. It, is there a website, Frankie, or is it an in- Instagram situation? You can follow me on Instagram at Frankie Sharp and on and, and Facebook Frankie Sharp. I don't have Twitter because I think it's garbage. And yeah, follow me at Instagram and you get all my good stuff there. And then also follow the Q on Instagram, Q Club NYC. Great, perfect. We'll do, and we'll see all you right, there sooner or later. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Sounds beautiful. Thank you guys. What an honor. Bye. Bye bye. Podcast Network.